Metuneter, Volume 2, Anuk Ausar, The Kemetic Initiation System. Chapter 7, The Story of Ausar. Beginning on page 139. It is recommended that the left column embodying the story be read first in its entirety, following by a rereading along with the commentaries. Here is the rereading, followed by the commentary. The story. When he becomes king of Kemet, the men he came to rule were in a savage state. They were nomadic tribes in constant warfare against each other. They were wholly given over to evil and sinful behavior. The commentary. This is symbolic of the state of the lower part of being when not guided by the indwelling divinity because it is restricted to the subconscious life of the person. Individuals and nations are doomed to evil experiences. He brought civilization and spirituality to people, enabling them thus to achieve prosperity. He gave them a body of laws to regulate their conduct and settle their disputes justly and instructed them in the science of spiritual development. He shared the rulership of the land with the queen mother, Auset, who domesticated wild barley and wheat along with Ausar, who taught men of the art of agriculture, the tilling of the soil, cultivation of grains, and of fruit trees. They also laid the material foundations for the development and growth of civilization. Brothers no longer lifted their hands against each other. There was prosperity and peace throughout the land of Kemet. Having civilized Kemet, he turned the government of his native land to Auset and traveled around the world to spread the same instructions. When the indwelling intelligent comes to the foreground, it brings order to the life of the individual, resulting in a prosperous, healthy, and successful life. Thus, we can see that in the Kemetic value system, Success in life comes from allowing the indwelling divinity to rule one's life. Education, talents, etc. can only play supportive and subordinate roles. As the central faculty of the Shahu Auset shares in the government of the life of the individual and nations because of her devotion to following Ausar, the divine self. The similarity of religious concepts and symbols around the world explained as spreading of the Ausurian religion, historically documented as the oldest in the world. He induced people to accept this teaching, not by force of arms, but by the use of persuasive lectures, spiritual hymns, and music. Wherever he went, he brought peace and learning to the people.
thousands of years before Islam and Christianity, who spread their religion by the sword, the Kometans believed in the peaceful dissemination of their spiritual system. This was done not only for the sake of peace and respect for the dignity of men. It was due to the realization that the defile men is to defile the supreme being who is indwelling self and each person. Besides religion being what it is, cannot be disseminated otherwise. Not to understand that it is not to understand religion. While he was away, Auset ruled the land so expertly that her brother Set, who was consumed with jealousy over Alsar's success, was unable to realize his main desire. He sought in vain to stir up rebellion in the kingdom, so he plotted to overcome Alsar by deception of his chief characteristic with the help of a confederacy of 72 followers. As Auset represents the personality that is devoted to following Ausar, it cannot be overcome by the forces of evil. When Ausar returned from his mission, he was greeted with a royal feast. Set came with his 72 conspirators, supposedly to honor Ausar and make merry. That the conspirators of Set remembered 72 was an allusion to the fact that Set's main weapon was deception, which is a negative expression of the intellect. The eighth sphere, Sebek, Sebek, who was Set's main lieutenant and strategist, corresponds to the planet Mercury which is the Canaanite Kabbalah rules over 72 spirits called the Sem, Shem Hemphoras. He brought a fernery chest in the shape of a man, which was so beautiful that everyone at the feast desired it for themselves. When everyone was in a joyous state from beer drinking, he stated that he would give the chest to anyone whose body fit the chest perfectly. All that tried it for its size, but no one could fit it perfectly. This part of the story is a reference to Set's reliance on alcohol and other drugs to facilitate his deceptive acts. His deception masterpiece in regards to this method is to criminalize the use of drugs he cannot control, and to make Shahu man who believe anything treat the enslaved through alcohol as an ill person. He came last to Ausar and asked him if he would try it. Knowing all along that it would fit the king as he made the chest to the exact dimensions of his body, Ausar entered the chest and his body fit it every part. Before he could get up, the followers of Set jumped quickly to close the lid of the chest and nailed it down and soldered it to fast, soldered it fast with lead. 
Setness make careful study of those who would attack and conquer. Needless to say, the king died. immediately of suffocation and illusory allusion to the relationship of the breath to the working of the indwelling divinity and it is awakened through special breathing procedures slow deep rhythmical breathing its range of function is affected by irregular and shallow breathing this has been dealt with extensively in chapter 23 of volume 1. The feast was broken up in great confusion as followers of Set fell upon the people with their weapons to take over the government. Set commanded his followers to take the chest away and dispose of it in a secret place. They hastened through the thick cover of darkness and flung it into the Nile. The Nile's current took it to the open ocean, and it was presumed lost forever on the bottom of the ocean. An allusion to the fact that the indwelling intelligence is hitting away from people in the subconscious. This is why meditation, which is a process of taking the consciousness into the subconscious while retaining full consciousness, is essential in religious work. So ended the world's reign of peace, harmony, and prosperity. The indwelling intelligence builds up the spirit, mind, and body of the individual from the moment of conception. Although it is restricted to managing the involuntary vegetative functions of being, it is the major influence in life during our infancy Although the dormancy of the intellectual faculties prevent it from expressing itself in the thinking of children, yet its influence is to be seen in their absence of evil, hate, and such qualities. As children grow, their minds are taken over by the lower intellect, which totally eclipses the indwelling intelligence. This is set killing Ausar especially if their behavior is characterized by deception. In the life of nations and the history of the world, we find the same progressions of innocence to, to wickedness. When the bad news regarding Auset's faith was taken to Auset, Ausar's fate was taken to Auset, she was stricken with great sorrow. She wept bitterly and could not be consoled. In her grief, she cut a lock of her hair, put on mourning clothes, and vowed to never rest until the body of her beloved king and husband, until she found the body of her beloved king and husband. We will see in the first stage of initiation that the experiencing of genuine sorrow over the restriction of the indwelling divinity to maintaining the involuntary vegetative subconscious functions of the body and mind and the dedication of oneself to expanding its functions to ruling the external aspects of our lives is the first requirement for spiritual upliftment.
This is important for many people deceive themselves with the conviction that they are spiritual yet experience no remorse over their acts that keep the divinity from rising their being. She searched everywhere, questioned everyone she met, and when it seemed that all was in vain, she met up with some children who told her that they had seen the chest floating down the Nile and entering the sea. While the first step towards spiritual development is experiencing of genuine sorrow over the lowly condition of the divinity within the second evidence of spirituality is being driven to find the true spiritual way. A reference to the psychic openness of children. Their life force has not yet been dissipated of sexual activity and they have not yet been corrupted by social and satian fallacies. Although they cannot clearly and fully express it, divine influence works greatly through them. Meanwhile, Set usurped the throne of Ausar and reigned over the land of Kemet. Law and order which followed from the moral upliftment of people was replaced by the use of force. Everywhere, men were robbed of their possessions and land through legal, unjust means. Once owners, they were now renters and wage earners. Tyranny of the law might prevail, might have prevailed as the divine law was repealed. Everywhere, the followers of Ausar, who lived by Ma'at, were persecuted. See the preceding chapter. Secularism and a distorted religion replaces the true religion. Eru, Ur, should have opposed Set, but didn't because of his blindness. The good queen mother Auset became a fugitive of her own land, and she fled to conceal herself in Set's own stronghold the swamps and marshes of the delta of Lower Kemet. She believed that it was the last place she would dream of, for, of ever looking for her. Seven scorpions followed her and served her as protectors. That she concealed herself in the stronghold of Set is symbolic of personality, although devoted to Ausar, she remains trapped in the Shahu part of the spirit. It also prophesizes that the historical followers of Ausar will develop their resistance in Set's cities. The seven scorpions symbolize the seven popular known chakras, psychic centers. In reality, there are 14 chakras. Ra also came to her aid. Looking down from heaven and seeing her distress, he took pity on her and sent Anpu, Anobis, the son of Ausar and Nebthet, to serve her as guide and guard dog. Anpu's assistance refers to one of the aspects of the eighth sphere, Sebek. 
which assists the person in her search for God within. Such an intellect also becomes the major psychic protector for the individual. One day, Auset requested shelter at the house of a poor woman, but was refused by the woman who was stricken with fear on seeing the scorpions accompanying her, but a scorpion managed to sip in, slip in before the woman closed the door and bit her child, causing his immediate death. To repair the damage, Auset uttered words of power which caused the child to come to life again, for which the mother was so grateful that she allowed Auset to stay in her home. When the person is devoted to resurrecting the indwelling divinity by his or her genuine experience of sorrow over its restricted role, a great deal of psychic healing power is awakened. It is also an allusion to the awesome offensive powers residing in the six phenomenal chakras, psychic centers. They can only be wielded with great success by those who are devoted to God. The coffin of Ausar was taken by the waves of Byblos, a port city in southern Syria, and it was cast on to the shore. A tree sprang up and grew around it, enclosing the body of Ausar in its trunk. News of this tree, which grew so rapidly, land of such beauty, came to the king of this alien land, and he commanded that it should not be cut down and its trunk brought to him. He erected it as a pillar in his house without knowing the great secret it contained within. An illusion of the exportation of Ausarian religions and the tree of life to Palestine and Syria. They received it but never fully understood the true secrets it held within. It also informs us that seeking spiritual instruction given sets dominance all or dominance at home, we will have to search in foreign lands and people. A revelation came to Auset in her dreams that she might find Ausar's body in the bylaws, so she set off towards Syria by ship. When she arrived, she dressed as a commoner and sat beside a well weeping bitterly. At the well, she befriended the queen's handmaids whose hair she braided. Into each lock, she braided a sweet and unique perfume. They went back to the place and told their queen of this woman who had strange power of exhaling and exuding perfume from her body, from her breath and body. The queen commanded that she should be brought immediately before her. Auset found favor in the eyes of the queen who made her the nurse of one of her sons. Auset refused to nurse the child and to silence his cries for milk. She put her finger into his mouth. Instead of milk, 
At night, she caused them to be enveloped in a sacred fire, which would confer immortality to the child. In the meantime, she transformed herself into a swallow and flew to where the pillar containing the body of Alsar was kept. Uttered by loud cries of sorrow while flying around it, while she was thus engaged, the queen came by and saw the babe surrounded by the flame and snatched him from it, denying him thus of immortality. The importance of dreams in those who are devoted to reawakening the dead and God within, a reference to the spiritual powers developed by those who are devoted to the resurrection of the Ausar faculty within. Auset transformed herself back into human form and confessed to the queen who she was and the purpose of her mission. She then asking the king that the pillar be given to her. The king granted her request and she cut deep into the trunk and took the chest which she wrapped in linen and anointed with mirth. The empty pillar was returned to the king who erected it in a monument to Auset. And for many centuries, it was worshipped by the people of Byblos. Imagining oneself as different creatures, persons, etc., while in trance is an important practice in spiritual development. What you imagine doing in trance is taken by the spirit and reality. It is thus that powers are developed and limiting conditions are transcended this way. This is why Pet, Pert M. Ru, the Tibetan yoga system, and so on, prescribe such visualizations to practice by the initiate. The, the empty pillar became the tree of life of the Canaanite and later on of the Jews. It was empty because they did not receive the full teachings. Here ends the reading on page 147, chapter 7, the story of Ausar.